Hey, welcome everybody. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. This is an exciting uh, person to talk to. I think everybody has the the thought of pa- giving it all up, traveling around. You know, the van life thing is really big now, but no one really does it except some people do. Yeah, some it's people, hard to some jump people, off that. Yeah. Some people leave corporate America and actually do it. Guys. That's right. Uh, I love that. Greg Rogers. Greg Rogers is a travel writer and a food blogger and a blogger uh, all around. Vagabondinglife.com is his, love it. Is his website. And maybe explain this to you. Do, do you actually kind of just travel the planet as your, as your home? Yeah. And, and by uh, your own volition or does somebody direct you to places? Yeah, no, I've been 100% location independence uh, for the last 16 years. So, so you have a map and you just throw a dart, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. say, this is where well, we're going to go. I tried that once and I didn't <laughs> like where the dart went. So <laughs> I just out of three. And, uh, yeah, no, so I'm kind of a creature of habit. I end up going back to the same places. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, well, yeah. we want to thank Norma for bringing you to our attention. Um, you know, she's out there surveilling and found this wonderful thing that you do. Where do you do your work? I mean, do you are you an independent author, or do you work for someone, or, or how do you do that? I know I read in a bio that you left you left IBM. You were like a like a techie or something, and and left that. Well, I was in network security. Yeah, I was a network engineer oh, for could come uh, in eight handy. years yeah. at IBM. And uh, uh, I left there in 2006 uh, and just bought a one-way ticket to Asia and had no idea what to expect right. and uh, fell in love with the place and the food, obviously, and ended up making a life out of it. So flash forward, I'm now a full-time travel writer, and I went to help other people uh, experience the same things that I did. I think that's you know that's the thing everybody wants to do. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be a YouTuber or a travel writer, and very few people actually get to do it and make or money. Or will make it. the uh, leap to do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very I mean, few people are, are are successful at it. And the fact you, that you can do it for sixteen yeah. years is pretty amazing. Anthony Bourdain pretty much had the formula down. Right. I mean, it looks right. like you've you've got a nice little uh, like a, a way to do this as well. I've, he's cracked mm-hmm. the code. I've always wanted to figure out how to to travel and write and cook and eat. Yeah. It's awesome. What does I, I'm I'm kind of a layman here. I've never the term vagabond is something I've wanderer. heard throughout my life. Yeah. I've never known kind of a, exactly what kind it means. Of a wanderer, how, how are do, you? Yeah. What, what do we look at when we talk about vagabonding life, which is your website? Yeah, well, it sounds like I hop trains and sleep on the ground, but <laughs> not typically. But uh, yeah, generally speaking, I uh, pick a place, base myself there. Um, as long as you have a passport and a laptop, you can earn a living now. And uh, I'll hang mm-hmm. out in Thailand for three months or yeah. Bali for three months and kind of explore that region. And then when I'm ready, I'll move on to uh, Europe or wherever. What, what kind of things are you writing about? Is it, you know, culture, lifestyle, food, all of the above? Like, how do you pick what aspect yeah. of the culture you're going to, you know, you're going to write about? Yeah, all of the above um, with a real uh, focus on adventure. So I'm a solo independent traveler and uh, mm-hmm. I'll do a lot of trekking and climbing and scuba diving and that sort of thing. But um, the blog, my blog has generally morphed over the years into um, I wanting to help other people experience the same things that I'm experiencing mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So um, a lot of corporate exit, corporate break, um, a lot of 30 to 40 year olds, you know, looking for something different. 
Well, what do people need to know? Like, if, if you really want to do this, you know, everyone, again, like van life, that, that, that became really popular for a little bit, living in tiny homes. and what, like, well, but no bad land. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's drawbacks. Mm-hmm. To this. What are the kind mm-hmm. of things that people need to know if they want to seriously do this and they want to go to you know, Asia or wherever? What do they need to know and be ready for to, to make that happen? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, you can, and I am writing books about that very subject, but uh, it all begins with kind of shifting your personal priorities. You know, I mean, having a, mm-hmm. a big house is nice, of course, but do you want that big house more than you want yeah, to drive like a motorbike adventure. across yeah. Vietnam, right? Yeah. Um, what, you what? Know, it's kind of a sh- shift of your personal priorities toward exposure and experience. What what tr- uh, what attracted you to to Southeast Asia? Is it like Vietnam? That, that is that Southeast? I don't even know ge- geography. Yeah. Wise. What yeah, attracted you? Because uh, you said you quit your regular job and you headed there. You had a ticket and you went. What and and you've continued your fascination with that, right? You know, you mentioned Anthony Bourdain earlier, so he had a little bit to do with it. Um, he was really big in no reservations, and he was, I believe, on the Food uh, Network mm-hmm. back then, and uh, just a huge, uh, well-timed influence for me, right? So he put a bug in my head. But up until then, I'd researched South America, and I was actually studying yeah. Spanish. I wanted to begin in South America. kind of seemed, uh, I don't know, closer to home in some way, and uh I came home one night and checked tickets, and inexplicably, one-way tickets to Bangkok were like a fraction of the price. Really? That, you made a decision? I love that. Just a <laughs> Talk about a vagabond. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know where awesome, you're going. You're never going to get lost. You know, you, why not, well, yeah. why not, you know, why no Bangkok over Bogota? Yeah. yeah. I think it takes a lot of bravery to do mm-hmm. what yeah. you're doing, you know, to get to that ledge and say, all right, it I'm going to go courage. for it and quit my current And don't lifestyle. even have a place necessarily to go, right? Yeah, right. I wouldn't even, like, I'd be worried about what I'm going to eat. Like, yeah. well, what's the food like there? Am I going to like it? You know, because that's kind of my thing. But, you know, back to it, there's a lot of young people. The world's a mess right now, you know. <laughs> to and, say and, the uh, least. Can you, how is the world? What's it like out there? Because there's been a lot of scare about travel the past two years mm-hmm. for a very good reason. Uh-huh. So I guess what we want to know is what what is the world like out there? Um, you is know, it I as think, scary as we hear? Is it, yeah, because the media, you know, there's media, there's all kinds of influences, there's whatever. But and, and some people may be hesitant to to see the beautiful planet we live on and the beautiful cultures mm-hmm. and people. Uh, what's the tone out there? Yeah, exactly. And that's a myth. I'm hoping to spend the rest of my life dispelling. You know, when I first started traveling, I, I was so scared. I mean, I was nervous. About really? It. I was. Nervous. Yeah, I was an Army veteran, a 30-year-old man. Uh, I had no good reason to be as afraid as I was. But Yeah, a white 30-year-old yeah. Army veteran should be pretty much be okay anywhere I'm on the planet. I am so and, impressed with your courage. Well, well I, I was facing the unknown, you know, um, and that's You're the way we are. So all I knew about these places is what the media had filtered through to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any peers or role models who had really traveled uh, like that, and so it's the unknown, and facing the unknown is a scary thing, right? Until you actually get out there and do it, and then you discover it's not as bad as you thought. What are the misconceptions? Like, what are the misconceptions that we're led to believe about the rest of the world that just, you know, in your experience, just really aren't true? Or are there? Oh, quite some, yeah. Uh, for instance, in uh, 15 years of independent travel, I mean, I've never been mugged uh i have been robbed but it's non-violently you know i had a cell phone taken out of my hotel room that happens here <laughs> yeah 
big lesson there. You know, people aren't the same as their governments. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's, I, that's I was well actually put. nervous the first time I went to a communist country. I, I went into Laos in 2006, and, you know, being an American, I didn't know what to expect, right? And uh, it was fun. I mean, the people are not the same as the government. I was welcome mm-hmm. to, you know, I love how you put that. Yeah, I love how you put that. What about places like, have you thought or even tried to go to like a North Korea? North Korea, no. I, I think it is possible with some kind of a tour, um, but it's, you know, highly curated experience. Yeah, yeah and, that's true. Uh, you can't get off the beaten path. You've you've yeah. switched gears a little bit, though, and you've come, you're in Kentucky, and maybe the pandemic slowed down your international travel some, but you've done a, a work, an article, on, um, and you work do some work with Trip. Savvy, right? Trip Correct. Savvy. And you've written an article about iconic Kentucky foods, right? Yeah. Yeah, with the travel slowdown, uh, I've been writing for uh, TripSavvy.com for 10 years now. But they've got me covering things closer to home. And uh, I did two articles for them, actually. I did uh, iconic foods to try in Lexington and when you're visiting here, and, mm-hmm. and also the best uh, restaurants in Lexington which uh, both are kind of barbed wire topics. You know, when you ask the community at large what their favorite pizza place or favorite restaurant in Lexington is, uh, it's going to be a lot of debate, right? So well, yeah. how yeah, do you pick? Right. So you, how many restaurants did you boil it down to? And how many did, I'm curious, like, how, how do you pick the best of the best in a city or really anywhere? Yeah, that's the trick, isn't it? So it's so subjective. So what I learned was that... Uh, People find their favorites and they go, they keep repeating. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm just as guilty. I mean, they go back over and over again, and it may be the familiarity, or maybe they have memories there in the past that they memories. Love. I think so. And that's what they like about the place, but it's it doesn't mean the restaurant is best in class, right? It's mm. just familiar, yeah, and it's familiar. They, they like it themselves. Well, what are some of the iconic foods that you discovered? Let, let's see how yeah. how good we are at, at anticipating what you're going to say. Well, all the classics were on there, like, you know, even though obviously it's from Louisville, but uh, Kentucky Burgoo, um, oh, yeah. Catfish was on there, uh, Barbecue from Owensboro. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Uh, shrimp and grits, kind of some of the Southern classics, but then a lot of Wheat and Mitchell's uh, offerings. Um, you know, a lot of people here came over from Appalachia, their, their mm-hmm. children did, and kind of kept some of the food traditions, like soup beans and cornbread and those sorts of things alive so yeah how did you read all those made the list how did you research those i mean did you actually go out and experience eating the foods or making as much as i could you know this is uh also kind of peak pandemic but um and a lot of it was anecdotal you know i I chose some of my favorites but i did tap the uh, reddit uh, community and facebook community uh, for likes and I think they're still arguing about it on Reddit. I mean, this was like months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still, what's the best pizza in Lexington? You know? I think they're still fighting over it. So. Oh, what is? We're, 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 now I'm curious. What do, you, what do you got? It could change, too, because, you know, when, when you're doing that kind of mm-hmm. snapshots, what it is sure. the current events snapshot, like yeah. what's hot right oh, now. Yeah. You know? And then something else comes along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what, what did you? Probably Apollo pizza back when he was writing this. 
Yeah, oh, might be point. more Goodfellas now again. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and then Joe Bees is always hanging in there. Yeah, right? always yeah. hanging in yeah. there. So you you nailed it. I, I chose Joe Joe Bologna's, um Oh, that's good stuff. Because of Joe yeah. and the history. And, and, and the breadsticks. We've <laughs> had, we've had this debate before. It's the breadsticks. Like the breadsticks on uh, <laughs> the foods to yes. <laughs> I saw great. a guy pick up the little butter tin and drink it. Oh, on yeah. social oh. media and oh, and I oh, no. actually. I didn't hate it. I thought that was. <laughs> you oh. thought you could well, think follow about it, in his footsteps. You, you still you sop it all up anyway. I know. It's not like you you're just, not gonna. Yeah, it. and buy delivery method. Oh, but straight. You I know, don't know. That's, I, I that's find tough. it. You learn the most about. I, I for me at least, I learn the most about a city that I live in when I'm trying to show somebody else around. When when I have a visitor, so this is almost like you're trying to show the rest of the world around Lexington, even though you, you know you live here. What did you discover new when you were writing about the city you th- you think you already know? Yeah, a, a couple of things, actually. I didn't know that we had two CIA-trained cooks at uh, Winchell's. I didn't realize that. Um, uh, a number of things, actually. Uh, I, I was surprised at some of the places that I came across that I had not tried here yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I, I'm a big fan of Stella's uh, Diner. I didn't know they had a hot brown or a vegetarian hot brown there. Um, you know, of course, I love Weeda's restaurants, but also I, I, I'm just as guilty of the same things every time I go there, right? So yeah, it's going to turn a light bulb on for me that I need to increase my exposure well, a little when, bit. When did you do this study? When did you do this informal study? When did you do it? How long ago? Um. When was that article? I, it was just published, but I wrote it maybe nine months ago. Are you going to do updates on it as you get to know um, other restaurants? Because, you know, there's a lot out there. Um, the ones we see in the newspaper don't even touch the surface of what's out there. Right. Um, well, and yeah, and the, the challenge about these kind of assignments is that the word count is uh, it's really small. Uh, so you've really got to choose just the the top seven or top 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's There's so many other places out there that uh, deserve to be on the list and it, it kills yeah. you to exclude them, so right? When you go to Southeast Asia, what where do you head and what do you eat when you arrive? What's your favorite dish out of that part of the world? Well, two wonderful things about Southeast Asia is that portions are a lot smaller. So, oh, yeah. Um, you can try more things and feel less guilty about it. And then, uh, you know, a good plate of pad thai is $1.50, right? So if you branch out and it doesn't go well, maybe you're out 2 or $3, but um, it's a great place to experiment and try a lot of different foods. I, um, I do find, I, I mean, if there was one thing I can import from, from Asia, it would be the street food culture. That's something that we in America, mm-hmm. other than New York, you really don't see street food yeah. culture in America. And we tried the with food trucks Mexico, for a while. Mexico, I guess, has it pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. The food truck thing never really yeah. caught on locally. In some cities, it did. But that, that just when you see you walk down the street and you see stalls and stalls and stalls of people making one thing really well, it's, I find that really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and you hit it on the head. They, they make the same dish or same three dishes uh, tens of thousands of times in their lifetime, so they become masters at it obviously and uh it's just are it's beautiful to watch them mm-hmm. work you know and uh something else that i learned about the street food is that you know even now even the most recent uh, versions of guidebooks they s- 
still advise travelers not to eat street food because they're worried about their... Isn't that uh, interesting? Yeah. yeah. So, and also, uh, a lot of travel doctors are still advising people not to eat street food. And I, oh, what I a shame. I can't imagine going to a country and yeah, not, not eating not it. Yeah, not sampling it. It's worth so getting That's the sick. heartbeat of the culture. Right. Let, it's worth getting. Some things are worth getting you know, gastrointestinal yeah. distress for. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. What's next for you when the travel restrictions hopefully begin to ease? Where, where are you going to head next? Is that uh, up to that's you? That's a good question. Yeah, I've given it a lot of thought and daydreaming. Um, there, uh, I'm hoping to go over to Portugal. I've never Portugal. been there. Portugal, oh. Uh, uh, a month-long meetup for people who do what I do there in uh, September. So mm. I'd like to join. Oh, that sounds great. And then, yeah. Uh, well, it's the whole... After this uh, February in Kentucky weather, I'm always looking for an island or a beach. So. Yeah, do you need an assistant? <laughs> <laughs> no I'm ready doubt. to get out of town. <laughs> well, you're a writer, right? An author, so uh, <laughs> do you? Um, what do you, do you cook? I do. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I would say I cook well, but I enjoy the process. Yes, just from that. being exposed to all of this, I wondered if maybe you try your hand at it from time to time. I do, and it's really difficult to recreate those tastes. You know, they're using yeah. things like uh, local ingredients and fish paste and uh, different things that are harder to come by here. But I have made some uh, Indonesian sambal. I grew some uh, hot peppers and fermented them, made some sauces and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, when you I, – I guess I don't know how to ask the question because I'm so – because I've never been to, to one of these. I've never been really outside of America other than, you know, like most Americans have been to Jamaica and gone to a resort. But I've never really experienced – because there's a difference, I think, between traveling – being a, a – Bourdain said, being a traveler and a tourist. And you're more of a traveler, whereas most people go places. We're, t- we're tourists. Mm-hmm. We're taking pictures of, you know, monuments and we're going – waiting on lines for the, you know, the thing we saw. But, but you're really getting into the guts of a country. Right? Maybe there's – that's a bad – idea but you're getting into the guts of a country into the people and i I find that you really you can't do that in in a 10-day trip you really gotta to do it right you really gotta get in there and spend some Mm -hmm. time there right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the longer they're obviously the better um one pro tip or hack or however you want to call it if you're staying in a resort uh, talk to the staff i mean ask if you can go home and eat with them oh that's often uh, be happy to take you home believe it or not yeah. You've done that? Yeah. I would never have thought to do, to, to do that. Yeah. See, I, that's, I think, the best tip. I mean, whenever I'm sitting at a new bar or resort, I mean, I go straight to the bar and talk to the bartender and find oh, yeah. out what's up in the city. I do like to do that. You know, it's the, I they're, they're I don't the know info. if I'd be brave enough to ask them to take me home. But I like that, though. No, yeah. but <laughs> I, I like that approach. But I have been offered to be taken out. You know, like, hey, yeah. this is the restaurant the I go to. We're going after work. Local Join places. us for a drink. Yeah. Not, but not like, hey, come yeah. come hang out with me and the fam. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, where is it in South America that they actually have a lot of home? Uh, Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. Cuba. I guess you go actually to homes yeah. and eat. Have you been to Cuba? I think no, it sounds fascinating. No. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just yeah, um, edgy kind of. Yeah. That's something I did learn from Anthony Bourdain is that you can depend on the service staff in any city in the world. I mean, ask the bartender, ask the waiter, True. ask the chef, and uh, they know where to go, obviously, for mm-hmm. food and drink. Mm-hmm. So we, we got just like a couple minutes left. Let me ask, for, for anyone who is, you know, not not as travel savvy as you or and has not been around – where is the place they got to go? Where is the where is the one place you would say mm-hmm. go here go now. before you die? 
in terms of bang for your buck and ease of travel and definitely the best food experience, I would say get directly to Thailand. Thailand. And uh, when you land, don't spend all your time in Bangkok. There's 10 million people. I learned to love the city, but it's hectic. If you're jet lagged and tired, it's not going to be as pleasant. Get out of Bangkok. Go enjoy the food. And uh, I mean, it's just a, a wonderful culture, a wonderful place to travel. So you've traveled around Thailand and you sort of know this. And, and yeah, you yeah, actually rent a car. And you, that's so awesome. They, they have two coastlines, so a lot of good seafood. And, and as an English speaker, you can navigate it? Yeah, fairly well. Uh-huh. Okay. It's got to be, I I mentioned things with like Google Translate now. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a little bit easier because you don't have to, you can, you can at least get what you want to say. I can barely understand English. (laughs) (laughs) So how does one reach you as far as like to read your materials, to read your Uh, work? I just want to read the fun adventures. They can go to Uh vagabondinglife.com or I have an online course at scienceofescape.com. Science of Escape. Trying to help other people uh, who want to take a career. Escape, uh, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Scienceofescape.com and check out uh, Greg Rogers. Greg. Thank you. Thank you so much. Vagabondinglife.com is the website. Thanks for taking some time and talking to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. We will see you guys next week. This is Food News and Shoes Radio.